All right. Hello. Finish that bowl, doggy. You don't have to start every episode. But I feel like the listeners, they, they've come to appreciate your warm welcome. I always point. try to say hi or hello. Well, I'm, like, I'm like the Indian guys saying good morning on the internet, you know? <laughs> good morning, dear. <laughs> good morning, dear. <laughs> See, that's how racist we are. We were thinking about two different Indians. <laughs> I like to think that just means we're diverse, man. You know, I, I think that just means we're diversity appreciators. Oh, I love that's it. That's what I am. But I feel like honestly, not it, a racist bone in my body. If if unless I I'm doing to, the voices, if I had to play the first five seconds of probably like I don't know seventy five percent of our episodes, it starts off with you asking me what's up, and then me just saying I'm chilling. <laughs> like that's it. I'm chilling. Like. They cut. Hey, look! At least you were any. At least we're consistent, dude. But they it's try consistent. to keep a player down. You can't yeah. keep a player down. It's not impossible. I'm sorry. I'm just over here having a great time and vibing, and I can just say, "What's up? How's it going, dude?" Mm. It's not a. It, it's not a dig. It's not a dig at all. I'm, I'm just saying. It's I'm a, digging. It's, we're starting to. Uh, it's the cozy cabin, baby. Welcome yeah, to the fall cabin. Into pa- you fall into patterns. You know, that's just autism. I think that's the autism, though. Mm. It's just complete pattern recognition. I'm like a creature of habit. This works. I'm going to do it again. Uh, uh, all right. I'm going to do it again. Do it again. Uh, okay. Next week, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Uh, I don't know. It's, I mean. This know. week, though, I had my own little autistic rabbit hole this week. So, you know, I, I've the whole the whole video game saga of like me just mm-hmm. trying to play video games on yep. this shit laptop. Right. It sucks. So I started, I was like, oh, I can get Steam. And so I would download games, but then like I spent 60 bucks on Red Dead. Obviously, my machine rip, could not run rip it. Rip, soldier. <laughs> yeah, that's 60 bucks I'm never getting back. You didn't but, refund it? Well, my thought was maybe in a year I'll have uh, some hardware, I'll have already a own the better game, computer. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's on my Steam. Understandable. It's, it's one to hold on when you can, you know. But... I just found out about uh, Xbox Game Pass. Right. They have, you can download an Xbox app on your PC and they have cloud gaming. It's in mm-hmm. beta right now. But basically, so I pay the Game Pass um, and I have to do the ultimate one. So it's like 15 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But I have like hundreds of games that I can play whenever I want. And here's the cool part. The reason I can play these games is because I'm technically like streaming them. It's a virtual system. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. Google tried to do that with Stadia and it fucked. Nobody fucking liked it. Really? A lot of companies have tried to get that right. And I think Microsoft, just the, the monolith that they are, yeah. are probably the guys to finally get that right. NVIDIA does it too, I think, themselves. Okay. Like my buddy had like a shitty gaming laptop that only that didn't run like a lot of things, but he was able to play a ton of like triple a games just off of doing like the it's a simulated it like you use yeah. a you basically use their systems You're to using, play the game exactly right which is pretty i mean it's a cool concept and opens it up for a lot of people well like me like you who, who has a, the brick house 500 of computers you know dude it's not the worst it's just it's not the worst it gets not a, the best you can do a podcast on it <laughs> i that's pretty much all i use it it's for. A, and that's the important part podcasting and then uh looking up stardew valley 
tutorials. Mm -hmm. But no, so ever since I got the the Game Pass, though, I can stream all these games that like if I were to pay money and download, obviously my hardware could not handle it. So I started playing Grounded. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Uh, I think I mentioned that's you guys. the is that the one? It's like survival. It's like survival, but it's you're shrunk. Honey, I shrunk the, the kids. Yeah, yeah Tony, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. fun. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about that one. If you get into that genre, you should definitely check out like if the, if they have it on there, like the forest. The forest, that's a great game. Yeah, I, I played the most recent one, Sons of the Forest, but the forest is like a longer game that's mm-hmm. been out for a while, and it's like it's that same kind of survival horror. You're just like. You just have to contend with cannibals and like they're really creepy and they run around in the woods and yeah, make, I like they the, make crazy noises at you. And, and I mean, I like the whole survival just kind of shtick of like that realism of you like... You ought to just try Minecraft, bro. N- never Minecraft's will I an ever. autism game, but it is. If it is I become a, great a Minecraft game. bro in my 30s, there's nothing I, wrong. I, Dude, here's my thing everyone on the WP Discord server is playing Fortnite right now. I which, heard, which yeah. is insane to me. <laughs> like that, they're all they're all very enthusiastically involved in Fortnite. They're, I mean, don't get me wrong; they're having a great time. <laughs> but it's very funny <laughs> that it like yeah. it's had some kind of resurgence. <laughs> so I did. I hopped on a. Oh no, the golf ball! <laughs> oh fuck that was cool <laughs> that was a boy moment i was really hoping it'd be like it, you know yeah, like the, the, the really ruler on the edge bounce? of the table yeah the really tight bounce oh well fuck this concrete floor but uh so i did a little bit of grounded and then i also got on mount and blade banner lord 2 that's a great game. That game fucks. Yeah. Okay. Because you know me, I'm a Skyrim nerd. Yeah. I'm a so it's like it's a little bit of Skyrim. You have that open world. You get the combat. You yep. get the But it's very much like almost Age of Empires. You're having to use your resources, sell things. You have to be good with money and yeah. talking to people. And I don't know, man. The it's funny just, part about Mountain Blade. I'm I'm fucking with it. The funny part about that game is is that it always you always end up getting to a point where you just have to go against everybody. If as you play the story, as you play through, you will find out that you're eventually going to get to a position where you just have to fight everyone. You're going to Napoleon because it. you end up becoming too powerful. People start liking you. You refuse to marry someone's wife or something, yeah. and shit goes south from there every time. And the next thing you know, there's like a one thousand guy army that shows up at your castle, and you're like, "Fuck!" Jeez. <laughs> you're like, "God damn it! I don't have enough slots not for a, this." Not again, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I've, I've had like four games in that way, and they always end that fucking way. It's I don't know. You like that's the kind of the fun part about it. Is you, you can't really win it. You can only just do as good as you can for a certain amount of time. Okay, see that's good to know. Going don't don't into try it. to like think you're gonna win. You're not. I want to win. That's you're me, not gonna dude, win. I'm a conqueror. You're gonna, I'm gonna do, win. You're gonna do good. Yeah. But chances are, like most conquerors, you will die a horrible death. There's already been a couple times <laughs> I have. Uh, I've like. Have you been captured yet? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally captured. There's been a couple times where like that I've just is so enraging. <laughs> I've turned the fucking game off and reloaded and was like, please, I hope it didn't auto save, <laughs> just so I could like redo like the past twenty. Yeah, minutes. I tried to do that too, where I'd reload yeah. it and it'd be like it saved like five seconds before the fight that killed me happened, like, and I'm oh, like, oh god damn it, because <laughs> you get cornered. Because like especially when you're doing like the raids for other like lords. You know, when you like sign up to be a mercenary to make some money, you can do that as well. Like, just to, it's kind of the easiest way to make money early. Is it? Sign on with another army and just start rolling around fucking shit up with them. Uh, and then 
But you'll end up in a position where, like, you might get separated with your army from that guy's army. True. And then you get cornered by some, like, heavy hitters by the other side. Yeah. Or, like, you go too deep raiding, and then all of a sudden you got, like, a 500-man army chasing your 200 guys, and you're like, dude, I've got to get out of here. Dude, I just love how <laughs> realized it is. You know, because I think, and in, in there has to be a balance to games. Like, I love the absurdist part of games where you can do things you can't do in real life. Sure. But then there's the polar opposite side of that where it's like you're able to live such like an authentic experience, like as close as it could possibly be it is if you were there making the decisions. Yeah, besides like you physically being there doing yeah, it. As, yeah, as like, far yeah. as you being like the brainchild of what's going on in this program, like that level of realism, like mm -hmm. dude, that has been my autistic rabbit hole this week. Good. It's Mountain yeah, I'm Lane. glad you got to play that game because that's yeah. one that I played a while back that like I don't think I ever really talked about because I was like, he'll never play. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Well, and, and that's the thing that sucks about the Game Pass is, like, games come and go, and there's only it's a limited... It's a good thing about it. It's a good thing, yes, um, but and, and they also have a very limited selection. Mm. Bro, last thing I will say, I know we got to get off games. We could turn this into a lifting it podcast. <laughs> uh, it don't matter. None we'll of this matters. Lifting in the Ruins 2.0. That, that should just be this episode. But <clears throat> what do you know about... The best game ever made for Xbox 360. It was called Viva Pinata. Oh my god! <laughs> I never played it. Never once played it. But do you know what it is? I know what it is. It looked like a baby game. I mean, yeah, it's a baby game, <laughs> it's a baby. dude. It's a baby game. But it looks like a game for little babies that watch Barney. It fucking rules, <laughs> dude. Okay, so it's like Stardew. Like you have a garden and you have to like dig ponds and you have to seed and do all this shit. And based on what you have in your garden, you attract like pinata animals. Yeah, so they just show up. They show up and like if you have enough water, a toad pinata will appear. And, and if you, you and if you, you have them. enough water, no, they you bash them residents. open for candy. <laughs> but no, you sell them to parties. That's the most <laughs> fucked up part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, the kind of rules. So you farm these cute little things and you send them <laughs> off yeah, for like some this Mexican for, kid. To this just is for Hector's bust birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just beat him to fucking death. Just going in the background in this pinata. Oh my fucking intestines! Just off in the distance Just at all a times. tuba. Like, fuck, dude. When you hear that mariachi music as a pinata, the pinata screaming. Having, yes, you're not having a good day. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. And they have unskippable sex scenes where, like, when you can mate pinatas, but it's for kids. So they don't fuck. They just do, like, jazz dancing with hearts everywhere. It's a courtship dance. Yeah, dude. The game. Okay. Now that you say it, it is a baby game. But I vividly remember, like, it was just some random game that I got at a thrift store in like high school. And this was right around when I started smoking weed. Oh, and so you saw it on Game Pass. You're like, oh shit. So, well, no. This is the, the now I'm really going to tell on myself. I literally got the Game Pass just to play Viva Pinata. <laughs> you're, he, That's how much this game means to me. So like you're the other 10 year olds. <laughs> this game meant so much to me because it was like right when I started smoking weed and I would stay home all day, like, you know, uh, during the summers. You know, when we weren't in school, yeah, so I would sit there, and I did, I was playing drums, you know, just chilling, you had a couple friends, but like, really, I was chilling at home most of the yeah. time, I liked my solitude, yeah, yeah. even from an early age, but dude, I still do, I do it now, I used to stay home and fucking spurg on that shit, yeah, it was like me on Final Fantasy, yeah, but mine was a baby game, yeah, yeah, mine's a, a game for femboys, <laughs> and anime addicts, <laughs> do they just keep remaking it? 
Uh, no. Well, the way Final Fantasy works is usually a lot of them are different realms, but it seems like they've settled in the past stuff is like it's in this one place called Eorzea okay. in the past few iterations of it. Like even the online one is set in Eorzea. Um, but they I think even this new one, 16, that's coming out that looks pretty tight is in Eorzea as well. It's just like they used to make a different world each time. Yeah. And it would just be a different story. Same idea. You save the world. That's how it always goes. It's never been a Final Fantasy where you didn't like some ultimate evil shows up and you have to save them. It's the Final Fantasy. Yeah, the, that's the, the biggest yeah. battle yeah, climax always. you could conceive. Exactly. So, but like, you know, Eorzea, or at least Final Fantasy fourteen is a continuing thing that probably, don't, until they make a new game, I don't see it stopping. Yeah. But each one is usually like a different story. Like I think this one's set in like more ancient times, which they haven't done a Final Fantasy that wasn't trying to be like high tech, kind of or like borderline steampunkish. Oh, okay. In a long time, so they they haven't gone back to like roots. Like all the old ones were like castle times, Final Fantasies and right. stuff. Like the ones on Super Nintendo and shit. You know, it always started off in a castle or something, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of a medieval setting. And this one has like a more medieval setting, which I think is, kind of, and it's very it looks very gritty and dark as well, which is kind of cool. So, very exciting. But I did find out that fourteen has like its own like Stardew esque like island, really, like thing, like Ginger Island. Deal? It's like a little yeah. island you go to, and you you set your stuff up, and you like build. There's these little creatures, and they help you, and you build your little workshops, and you build your hut. And you build your garden, and you ra- you capture animals on the island and raise them, and like it's I got lost in that for an entire day when I was supposed to be leveling it because it was just like oh this is just a whole other thing yeah just a whole other layer to the game just farm simming with I, my anime cat boys it you, you you cannot make me after I found that I was like this game has so much bullshit in it like you can't make me say that this isn't like hands down my favorite game I've probably ever played. Really? Just based on time that I've been put into it alone mm-hmm. as well. Like it's literally my favorite fucking game. I I, I don't know what else to say. I'm just I just So hope- do you think all games that's like your standard though? Like mm-hmm. is it do you hold the same standards no. or it, this, you just like it for spe- what it is? This is a special situation cuz it's an MMO, so it's a, like there's a lot of games that I really love, but like getting the most enjoyment out of it and having the drive to actually want to fucking play it Mm -hmm. and keep playing it and not feeling like, like there's a lot of story games and stuff where I hit a wall and I either don't want to finish it because I'm near the end because I like don't want to end it. Right. For some reason, I don't know. It's this weird autistic thing I have where I don't want to end the game. Like I did that with like, I beat Red Dead finally, but I did that with like Red Dead Redemption 2 at first. Do you and think I got, it's because it's like you don't want to let go yes. of the girlfriend? Is that what it's, it is? I, it's literally like it's something like that. Because yeah. if you beat it, it's over. It's not in your life anymore. Exactly. Unless and it's you like, want to completely replay. Exactly. And then I usually end up just replaying. And I feel like there's a couple of games where I've like replayed them and never finished them. Just because of that. <laughs> like I've never gotten yeah. to the end. Like I know the ending or something at that point. So then I don't even feel like I need to. But then I can just replay it and like enjoy it again without actually beating. I don't know. It's it's I'm retarded. Is the thing, you know, but Final Fantasy doesn't have that problem because it's it's an MMO. You it's constantly keep, it just keep going. going. There's new content changing. every couple months. Like it's I sure I always know. forget that. Like my my Final Fantasy idea is like PlayStation one. Yeah. Like, you know, solo turn, turn based. Just turn, pop, pop, yeah. Pop, 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 like I'm sure like the stuff that's going on now and like see this is the thing. I'm I'm over here talking about Viva Pinata, bro. I don't know like what games are like anymore. <laughs> I'm playing Mountain Blade Bannerlord 2 and I'm using 
a thousand percent of my brain. <laughs> like, right. like I have to think so hard. And I know some people just sit there like, oh yeah, click, click, click just do all. Dude, even me playing Age of Empires, I was spurging on Age of Empires for a month, just watching some of these dudes play on YouTube. You hear like they're typing an essay because their hotkeys are so dialed in. Oh, and I'm over here like shift. S <laughs> stables. All right, make spam three W. Guys. Make three guys. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was, I was on fucking. I was on tortoise. Everybody else is on hair, and that's why I feel like I can't hang with shit I, like that. I kind of like that with a lot of stuff too. Like some of the stuff, like competitive games. Like the way my brother plays Valorant. Yeah, is like I, I can't do that. I can't like. I can't play competitive stuff like that on a regular basis. Like I'll never be like, it's like the, I know for a fact, I'll never be as good as like some of the really good people at it. Mm -hmm. So it makes me be like, yeah, there's like no point in me like dedicating a bunch of time to try and become awesome at this game. Well, here's what sucks though. Is that like when games don't have like good matchmaking because like for magic arena, Right. Like depending on your win and loss ratio, Mm -hmm. they have you in different tiers. Mm -hmm. So like to me, that's good. If you're in a gold tier, you're playing another gold tier. You're not mythic skills based. Right. Whereas if I were to hop in any Call of Duty right now, I used to be like kind of decent at Modern Warfare. The OG Modern Warfare back Mm -hmm. in high school. I used to be pretty nice with it. Yeah. Now wouldn't last a second. Yeah. When I first started playing Modern Warfare 2 when it came out, like um, it was... I was kind of not great at it because I hadn't played COD in a while. But then once I got there, like everybody was bitching about the skills based matching at first because it was always making you play sweats. But which is sweaty players. Oh yeah, you're you're playing against whatever your skill level is. You're matched against people of even skill, mm. no matter what. Which is skills based matchmaking tends to have kind of a window to it. Mm-hmm. This was like very narrow window so you're just playing against the people who are as good as you yeah so you're not going to have like an easy time mm-hmm. on any match you know you're gonna have to try well unless you suck yeah unless you really suck but then if you really suck and you don't like improve you're just playing against like shitty people that's true you're 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 like stuck with someone who also sucks but it also kind of you so you might you, have the same kd it puts yeah. you in that chance where you have to like nut up or you're just going to keep playing in the same shitty bracket and having no fun like you have to literally get good at the game yeah and so that actually made me really good at it i still can't play warzone i hate warzone i hate battle royale games always have always will i, I just did want it a, a prop hunt all day i did it a little bit but like now I can get a multi. I could hop into a multiplayer match in COD Modern Warfare Two right now and probably top frag every match I fucking play. Dim's fighting words, bro. I guarantee you I could. Dim's fighting words. I guarantee fucking you I could. Dude, can we please stream? I want a <coughs> listener to smoke you. Uh, dude, if there's somebody who wants to go one on one with me in Call of Duty, I will absolutely do it. <laughs> and I will spectate. I will absolutely my do it. I will. I will kill you with a single shot sniper rifle more times than you can count in fucking twenty minutes. Dude, I, I'm hyped now. Actually, okay, now I kind of want to start a challenge. It. I can do it. I want to start a challenge. If I get the loadout of my choice, if the loadout choice is like allowed, yeah. if I get exactly what I want, I will fuck your ass up. All right, you know what? Here's a good. Here's a good challenge. Anyone who can smoke you live on whatever, like I want to spectate, mm-hmm. we can whatever, all that mm-hmm. stuff. If there's proof of it, we need a witness. If someone could smoke you. We got to buy them a Bohemian Grove item. We could do that. That's yeah. fair. I so could totally a- do any, that. Anything, you, shirt, hoodie, whatever. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll just figure. a shirt. <laughs> yeah, <let's see laughs> Maybe what? just a shirt. You got to beat me first. That's true. You got to beat me first. Second time. I'm hoodie. very confident in my... Like, I, I don't talk trash for video games, but I'm very confident in my skill level in Call of Duty. All right. Well, you heard it here. If you can, if you can smoke G, 
in Call of Duty, we'll get you a Bohemian Grove T-shirt. It's gonna be one of them that tries of your to do choice. It. It's gonna be one of them that does it. <laughs> it's gonna be somebody in the WP Discord. It's gonna be one of your Australian know, I, buddies. Dinkle Dinklepuss might could probably beat me. I play Warzone. I played Warzone with him a few times. Dinklepuss could probably beat me. I got you. Yeah. Well, the offer's out there. But yeah. Um, let's let's get yeah, off we got, this though. We've been on video games. You know what? For a while. Hold on. Let's we'll keep going. We'll keep going with the lifting in the ruins 2.0. Because no, I yeah, have, show me this fucking homunculus that you fucking popped up for me before. <laughs> this uh, this guy has shown up. Barfly seven seven seven. He's shown up in my algorithm, like when I just mindlessly scroll fucking reels on Instagram at work. Sure. Sometimes some real gems come through the cracks. That's dude, you gotta love it. Some real gems. And so this guy, <clears throat> I don't fully know his story. I'm assuming he's either a trucker. Or divorced. But it looks like he, he spends a like, lot of time in hotels. The profile pic looks like Cobra in 10 years. Okay. This is what we can look forward to. Yeah, this is Cobra in 10 years. So his, sadder. His whole shtick is showing people how he cooks like gourmet in uh, hotels. That's why I think he's like a That's trucker. Right. That's sick, dude. Or I don't know. Either way, like I said, divorce, kicked out, so living in the hotel. Traveling salesman. <laughs> so this guy's in the fucking La Quinta Inn over here, mm-hmm. just smoking sausages. He's at and the shit. red roof fucking setting off the fire detector. But this guy in, <laughs> in the part that's using sucks, like an induction plate or something. But here's the worst part is he doesn't have any like uh he doesn't have any cutting boards. He does everything on like marble countertops. Like the Dude, hold on. Let me Ew! In a hotel counter? Ew! That's a bloody mess. That's a bloody mess right there, dude. He's at the sink. Bro, I would be so mad if this guy's... Really underweight. So small. I, wanna, I need to start... I want to start this over so we can hear the, the whole voiceover. The fact that he over. has the voice, the robot voiceover is fucking tweaky. Where Asian market, there was a big empty bin with only one little hen. It was severely underweight. Yeah, you better sniff it before. So him. small I knew this would not be sold because the price was too big for an underdeveloped bird that? but wanted her flavor to survive. So I bought her and rubbed her breasts generously with exotic spices. I hate this. I made her so sticky and burned her flesh to make her desirable to me. Dude! I what? ate her until she was done and threw her in the trash success. In a... Who? Hold on! Hold on, on a minute. He's making, ra- he's making ravioli on the counter. Oh my fucking god. He's making his own pasta. This guy fucks. That's what gigantic ravioli. Let's see. Ooh, what is this? Does he stuff something? I'm concerned. Is that pork? That's a pork loin. The music on this is so ominous. Do a pork loin in the fucking hotel sink. Oh, and he drinks the Natty Ooh, the Light natty lemonade, fu- the pink hey, strawberry lemonade. Those. Dude, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> the fruit pie. The fruit pie. What's the fruit pie doing? You put a cherry pie. Why? He's got a spit, dude. He's got a roasting spit with the hot plate over the sink. What the fuck? <laughs> what is he doing? Look at all the natty light. He's basting. <laughs> oh, 
god! How's uh, Fruit Pie Wellington? It's fucking horrifying. Well, I got Hotel this guy on the mirror. Rifling as fuck, dude. This is wild. This is very wild, wild, wild here. Oh my fucking god! Cheese sauce in the natty light can. Daddy's And all, <laughs> and then, and then he poops in the fucking bathtub of whatever meal he had before he leaves. Dude, leaves it there. Entire feed is him making these like not half bad meals, just in the most disgusting ways. It's the just fruit pie and the pork tenderloin is a little atrocious. I don't know, bro. That's fucking atrocious. I don't know, man. Some sweet apple pork. Come on now. That was like a me. cherry fruit pie you shoved in the middle. You're right. That was a little thing. extra. That was a full hostess That's with the icing. Dude. <laughs> that was a little much. That's like, I don't know. Right, he's canceled for that. He explained, and he very much explains his physique, <laughs> I believe. That's why I think he's a trucker, but it looks like it's all. Yeah, because see, look, they're different, different hotels. The maybe. most fucked up internet people tend to be truckers. Yeah, he's in different hotels, so he's traveling all around. They just got nothing better to do, so they make they just churn, they churn out content. Dude. I love this guy though; he's my favorite. Now. I, I love it, but it this is the this one that does this cross a line for it's you? No, it's like I think it's just repulsive because it's an American. It's like oh, with, you with like wah, it. wah wah wah. It's funny. Oh, okay, you like it when foreigners do it. It's funny when they do it. But then this is it's like funny repulsive. This is like rep- I don't know. There's something very repulsive about the whole way he does things. Like the throwing the meat. Hotel rooms are not that clean, my man. There's like a one in ten shot they even windexed that. Did they even did anything? To right. Them. And like you, like you could have gotten some like hookers butt sweat and your we, pasta that you're making. I was about to say, can we like, talk about how he? This guy made a flour bowl and put eggs in it and, and made his own fucking. I mean, ravioli. That skill to be able to make your own um, noodles like that—that's pretty impressive. I guess it's not that hard. It's like flour, egg, and whatever. Italians do it. It's not that hard. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> fucking coming for you, Italians. <laughs> fucking yeah. Either way, it's like I mean, I don't. I couldn't be asked to make pasta. So right, right. I'll give him credit for that. You know, but at the same time, it's like holy fucking shit, man. Yeah, it's a, it just seems all a bit abrasive. <laughs> you know, I think that's the best word for it. Maybe not repulsive, but definitely the, this is because he's not. It's really it's, it's the only the dirty. Way he, it's the way he does it. Right. Because the only dirty part is that he's using property that's not his. He's also using like the one part of the hotel that a lot of people like spit into and like there's splash and vomit and, and like, yeah. yeah, it's like you're using the one part of the hotel you like. I feel like you'd be better off like using the desk because then it's well, maybe because then maybe it's just like cocaine residue. True, you know, but maybe that's why he like he's immune to COVID, man. True, that's the ultimate drinking out of the hose. It, that you is, know what I'm that saying? is, I bet his, I bet, I bet if he goes to the doctor, the doctor's like, yeah, your your BMI's high, you're invincible, you're good to bro. go, dude, you're fine. And especially too, if he's a trucker going all around, dude, he's getting he's getting ass sweat he's from every Tri City area. He's been exposed. He's this guy's if exposed. Anything, if anything, they need to study his blood serum. That's what to I'm figure saying. out how to make a cure all. I think <laughs> if anything, if anything, America right this there. guy could save the whole world right now if they got a hold of his blood serum. <laughs> Maybe we need to protect him before Bill Gates gets his hands on him and, and keeps it for himself. Bill Gates is scared of this guy. <laughs> Bill Gates is scared of this guy. 
But yeah, that's a it's an impressive spell. I mean, that's I mean, that's like barfly seven actually, seven seven. Actually, one more thing I want to see. I want to see what's oh, going. Oh, never mind. It's four sevens. I want to see what's going on with the spam. Go down oh, the, the first one. I want to see what's going on with the spam, the teriyaki spam, because I'm sure that's fucking crazy. So oh, I hate it. Why do you do that? Not the whole time toilet paper has been really. He used the toilet paper too. He put a cheese stick in there. Get your toast out with a fork. He's sous vide. He's sous vide in the ice bucket. Holy fucking shit! He's the only person in the world who's ever sous vide spam. Oh my fucking god! He's got some skills though. You know he's cooking with canola oil too. You know he's cooking with canola oil. That's a that's a lot of seed oils in that man. You know he's cooking. With, that guy is made of seed oils. <laughs> Holy fucking oh shit, God. dude! I need to I need to get off of this before that that honestly thank good share thank you you're welcome that was great I'm gonna have to remember that one because that's that's horrendous but awesome yeah I mean I definitely. Wow. I'd drink with the guy. I'd hop on his Harley. He's a barfly. I'm assuming. I'm hoping uh, my travels across the country. I just happen upon this guy. I just. I want to ride around with him while he wears a T-shirt that says, "If you can read this, the bitch fell off." <laughs> he definitely owns one. Of those. Just going around Minneapolis. He owns that. Like, you know, he owns just, that like a big dog. Several big dog T-shirts. He's honestly that guy screams Midwest. We talk about foreigners. We don't hate the Midwest enough. Oh yeah, true. You know, I well, but they don't do anything to be hated. They're just like jolly and fat, most of them. You know, true. They're Midwest the ultimate don't do victims. much to really be hated on. But that's know? what yeah, that's what we talk about is like they're the ultimate victims. I feel like like they got tricked into living in a place that's like uninhabitable. Most of the middle America is like just fucked. Yeah, you go to like Arizona. <laughs> Fucking like cities. Oh my God. It's the worst. <laughs> I've never been to Arizona. So. Everything is so spread out. There's like one road. It's like, why do people live here? This fucking sucks. That's why everybody is 300 pounds because the closest food is like In and Out, McDonald's. It's the only enjoyment you can get. Yeah. It's being know? hot. <laughs> That's what, I mean, food deserts are a thing. We want to talk about it. I think food deserts are like actually a big problem in the Midwest, which is why we get a lot of these freaks because like. They're all just eating at fucking Culver's all the time. They're eating seed oils like fuck. Yeah. They're like. That's why we get like crazy fucking builds. Like yeah. we get weird, like God was just messing with the character yeah, slider. Yeah, there's mobility. There's the full, the all the way up mobility scooter type people. What about the guy who grabs the chips out of the car? Oh, you gotta be quicker than that. That, that guy, guy that quick. He's shaped like wow. a pyramid. Yeah, he's that's, grimace. That, that's he's a, a white grimace. His an, body. Hey, that's an Elden Ring strength dex build right there. That's baby. what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a strength dex build. You know God was having fun on the slider <laughs> that day. He's quick and powerful. You know, you gotta watch out for that guy. But I feel like a lot of them, like, yeah, they got they get tricked into living in a fucked up area, and they get tricked into eating bullshit food that like changes them physically, mentally. Like they become that. Like they just are. And every single pipe that transports water in town is full of rust and chemicals. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they don't filter it. No, know? so I mean, they have no choice but to produce freaks. It's just that the that's that's the hand they were dealt. Look at Kyle Rittenhouse, Midwest. See what I'm saying? Think about any dive bar in like I don't know, like it, the Dakotas. Or like as, Nebraska. As, yeah, yeah. Think about a dive bar in Nebraska. Dude, we went through uh not where was it? Was it Wyoming? I don't know. There was one state 
where I I went on a, a two week coast to coast tour and we drove out to California and played all the way back and it was super fun. But on the way out there, it was like we went through like places that felt like time didn't exist. Yeah, we went I, through two I, I towns. Went through a lot of towns like that. Yeah, we stopped through. So we were going through the desert or like this random area, and we came to two different gas stations where the town didn't have water, like they didn't have running water. Like they they asked about bathrooms and the guy was like, You can just piss out back, dude. Like Yeah. I I, I drove all the way out to Nevada and never saw shit like that. Holy fuck. No, nah, it was wild. It was crazy. I can't remember. it may have been like Wyoming or something crazy. That's crazy. That's oh, Yeah. Well, that's where Cobra's at up in Casper, dude. See? <laughs> he made a really his his he got some fan mail the other day and they sent him snails and he made a snail burrito. See, these people fuck, though, low-key. <laughs> that, that thing is like, we can hate on them all day, but they are also just, I think, they're also so psyoped by just thinking every everything's normal and that all of it is normal that they're genuinely having the most fun. Like, honestly, like, cheesesteak dads, 60-year-old cheesesteak dads are having the most fun. Okay, when you say cheesesteak dad, you mean like guys who, when you go to a restaurant, all they order is cheesesteak. Is that what you're talking about? Or what do you, what you, do you mean know what I'm dad? talking about. I'm talking I, fat, I'm trying doughy, to. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to a guy who like a boomer who is on five heart medications and won't put the cheesesteaks down. Okay, you yeah, know what I know, I'm saying? I, I, but that guy's no, loving exactly life who you're talking about. Because he made enough money back in the day to where like he's coasting, he's fine, he's doing good. He's he has like enough a fucking money. RV. He's got he's Medicaid chilling. fucking paying for all his goddamn heart medication and a fucking social security check to pay for all the meals to eat out. And it's like these people like literally they are having the most fun because they're like they are that entrenched in the matrix. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like got it's it's they're fully they got the machines like on them. It's like on their head and you know they're just chilling. It's not only on their head, but it's 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 the, the suck off machine. Been, yeah, yeah. To yes. that like they have one the on their Jordan dick. Jordan Peterson guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just have that machine from the adult, you know, movie convention. Male, male milking dungeon. Dude, it's crazy every year just seeing it's funny, so like CES, they're always doing like new phones and new shit. But at like the AVNs, there's always like the newest self suck model. <laughs> you I, I, know what I, I mean? Know, it's, like, it's like as much as I dislike porn, I feel like the AVN awards would be so funny to go to. Yeah, that shit would be hilarious. It would be really funny to go and like hand out Bibles. I just want to see the bald Coomer guy in person, dude. Speaking of Bibles, another thing that's been coming across my algorithm. Is uh so you talk a lot about uh, the the recent rise and just like people kind of turning back to religion, mm. Christianity, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and you know I kind of have my reservations about a lot of things, particularly because of like all the different denominations and just there's just so much out there. Somebody's lying to you. You can't ever really pick, so it's better to make up your own mind. I think in a lot of cases. Sure. But I've been getting hit with uh, Christian Orthodoxy videos. Are you familiar with Christian like the Orthodox? Orthodox Church? Like the the one that supposedly Jesus established, and it's that it supposedly predates all the denominations, like Protestantism, Catholicism, all that stuff. Like it came out. Of yeah, it's like the, the original. It's like what the Russians do, like the original Orthodox Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the they do all the weird rituals still and stuff. Crap, am I a Russophile now? Uh oh, fuck. Don't worry, guys. I'll take care of him. So I didn't. I, I I know there is like Russian Orthodoxy and stuff well, like that. It's but de definitely still part of the Orthodox Church. You know, it's, yeah. it's just there's like canons to it. It's just a crazy idea to me of like 
I feel like if you're going to pick any of them, you should pick the OG. Like the one that sure. was like set up when the guy was supposedly still running around. You yeah, know what I mean? There's, I think there's a lot of people, especially like the trad guys, who would probably say, think the same way. Hey, look, he's doing a swastika right now. Oh, the Mandelbrot swastika? <laughs> Dude, if you do enough fractals, you'll, yeah, you'll get, a, get swastika. a swastika. Yeah, I mean, that's law of averages, baby. <laughs> it's just the way things work. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yeah, so you say like or, like the orthodoxy in general, like I don't know. I just I I feel like I like the idea of like if anyone is going to get into religion, like why get into like go back to the roots. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, none of this return weird to new monk. Stuff. Like there's so many in and again you could call a new. Are age. you saying rev turn? <laughs> okay, what about what was um all the Christian people like all the fucking death cults and shit like that. Like all that stuff stems from like Messiah talk and all that, like new age born again, second coming. It's just piggybacking off all this history. And then they end up like duping people and do a lot of harm. Sure. Um, and that's kind of where I see like a lot of these new, like Mormonism, like, okay, Mormonism, you can make fun of because it's new and a white guy invented it in America. And it's like all this stuff that you can make fun of and poke holes in, but you know, we have all this other. I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Well, it's like it, 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 it's it'd be funny. Like you know, Jesus doesn't have any of that lore that like uh, what's his face had the guy, the Mormon guy. What's his fucking name? Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith was like the Joseph Smith was the grifter before grifters. He's the OG. He was the he was like the original grifter. Yeah, because like he came up uh, with some, or was that Muhammad? <laughs> you better be careful. <laughs> go, peace be upon one. him. <laughs> well, we never said nothing bad about the prophet. Pooba. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, dude, Joseph Smith like did some heinous shit. Like the, some of the goofiest, craziest, like there was like whole rebellions that happened, like extreme violence, people getting murdered, uh so like, then, all wh- kinds of fucking again, shit. So to ask yourself, like, why would anyone be a fucking Mormon yeah, when yeah, the yeah, Orthodox sure. Church exists? Because I think that the Mormons Here's the thing with religions is that to get people into them, you have to create an air of credibility. No matter how goofy your beliefs are, the Scientologists figured this out. Yeah, with the thetans and the meters. You have to create an air of credibility. So they can put these fake machines out, make them beep, and tell you you got fucking ghosts in your head. They're real machines. They just don't measure anything that means shit. Yeah, (laughs) and it's it's like they probably have like We all have electromagnetic waves. Yeah, like, oh, imagine that. Well, they probably also have like a switch that they operate with their foot that Mm. just like makes it light up. Or just the more you you grip the cans harder, and they're like, oh, it spiked. And you're like, oh, really? Yeah, I, I watched Going Clear again recently. And what just, is that? Is that like people leaving Scientology? It's on HBO Max, and it's like a documentary because there was an older documentary that the same guy did, mm-hmm. but then he did one years later after all the people that were like the goons in the documentary that he did before that attacked him got out of the church because they got like locked in a torture building and tortured for months, but it like wasn't considered illegal because they had voluntarily consented to it, like being held captive and tortured and shit. Like, they kept him in this, like, shitty building up in, like, this desert town near California where they sent all the bad Scientologists who, like, wouldn't play ball. Right. And when Miss Cavage wanted to take over after Hubbard died and stuff, and there was, like, a schism within the Scientology group, and these, all these people around him, he, like, he replaced the entire upper echelon with Miss Cavage Yesmen. Yeah. Like, and... Miss Cavage's wife disappeared, and no one still knows where the fuck that lady is. Yeah, at. I mean, I watched the Leah Ramini thing yeah. when that came on forever ago. So, I mean, I know a little bit about that yeah. whole that narrative, but it just it all just goes to show that like around every corner, you know, like people are being lied to, people are being fucked with, and and even 
the the part that sucks is and this is where like the whole Illuminati stuff comes in is because like Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. Leah Romini was a sign like all yeah, these yeah. people look at uh, what was it? Nexium. Those mm-hmm. are all a lot of Hollywood people. Mm-hmm. Weird sex cult stuff. Yeah. So even the people at the upper echelons, it's either it's one of two things. It's either nobody is above these powers of manipulation. Yeah. And, and it just goes to show that we're all human. And I feel like that's a very, very possible answer. Um, but the flip side of that is look at who's propping all this shit up. Mm. You know, we know about mind war. We know about MK ultra. We know about hyper normalization and all the shit that they do. So it's like, why wouldn't Hollywood just be an extension of all that intelligence fucking with people? The more you muddy the water, nobody knows what's real. I had, I had a hyper normalization moment today, like thinking about the Trump thing. Uh, because, uh, and I was, it was a clip I heard on War Mode when I was I was on the way over here and I was listening to War Mode. I'm, I'm back into podcasts now, everybody. I'm starting to listen to shows again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I hadn't listened to War Mode in a long time, but I just happened to like pop the most recent one on. Yeah. While I was hanging out today because yeah, I've been, I listened I've been to working. most of it. Yeah. And uh, and he was he played that clip from Hypernormalization talking about that Sokolov guy that they brought in, the Russians brought in. Oh yeah. They brought the, the idea of the theater. Yes the obscure avant-garde ideas of theater into politics Mm -hmm. and they would prop up like opposition parties and stuff. And I was thinking like, cause Trump announced that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. Nobody Mm -hmm. else said that it was just him that said that it was a truth. He posted, right? Yeah. It was a truth. He made that was like, Hey, I'm going to be arrested like protest, yada, yada, yada. And nothing fucking happened. Like there was more, the, the protest that happened Tuesday, there was more, press there than there was people really it's, it's fucking new york you, yeah. that, that's to be expected it's new york on a tuesday who the fuck's gonna come out and do that they all gotta go they gotta make sure they can pay for their like thousand dollar rents you know two thousand three thousand dollar rents. Well, and also too, the <laughs> last time everybody showed up they started going after people just for being there you know when january 6 happened people are so scared now there and was like a second QAnon shaman guy too that was there. oh i saw that <laughs> with the horn and the i hear a lot of a lot he was of like he was great value QAnon shaman yeah but i also hear a lot of people say that was probably satire like that could have been yeah a satire and i saw that one guy that was like yelling at him that was like hey yeah. you're not like this is fake what are you doing like right. why are you doing this but i think the whole thing's theater oh of course and and like you said going back to that like soviet era, well it was when did they start doing it? It was right around the like early 2000s. It was late 90s, early 2000s. They started After they really, had that like revolution. Yes. You know. And you're right. I think that's really important is the the word choice actually that um what's it, Adam Curtis used was yeah. avant-garde theater. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how you have to think about this. And and avant-garde is like a really heady thing, I guess, like if you haven't really spent a lot of time like yeah. examining what it is, but it it's Basically, it's meant to subvert and it's meant to like deconstruct and like avant garde. Like when you look at a painting and traditionally we would value it for its beauty or its technical ability or how well the brush strokes avant garde just deconstructs. It's like a bitch shoving fucking something in her pussy and like weird sounds are playing while you're watching the art. You know, it doesn't even necessarily need to be overtly sexual. It's just just, yeah, avant garde. Okay, abstract, abstract art. It like, could um, be considered uh, some abstract art could be considered avant-garde because when you th- look, it's a deconstruction. You have to take what you know about something and completely flip it upside down, and all the rules that were there no gone. longer apply. Yeah, yeah, because like, typical like your old classical art required like 
subject matter that was used like nature or a woman or something. Whereas like some of these more modern, I think it's, it's, imp- it's not impressionist. It's, it's the guys who just do the color block stuff mm-hmm. and it's just color block on canvas and there's nothing else there. It's like yeah. three, four stripes. Mm-hmm. Like Rothko is a big that one. Kind that, of sh- yeah. yeah, you know, it's like that kind of stuff where it's just, it's very basic and it's just a display of colors. And then like, I, I always, I, I like that kind of art because mm-hmm. I like that, like, I like the concept. But then like, you th- if you think about it, it's the kind of art that if you think about it too hard, you're like, yeah, this is like bullshit. Right. When you think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. think about it too hard. You're like, yeah, this is dumb. Like any, any. Like a toddler could have done this. Yeah, I think there is a lot of stuff that does get passed off as quote unquote high art that is gobbledygook. Yeah. But even those color studies and people like Rothko, like, you know, when that really, when that avant garde style really started becoming popular, I mean, this is the 1900s. Like, this is a very yeah. recent new thing. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, even through the 50s and 60s and all this stuff started really exploding, it, it was just, it was very new. And so even though there are some things to us look like a toddler could do it, it was the first time it's a, a different human idea. Yeah. It's look, a different idea. We were at a point in our artistic evolution yeah. that we could actually appreciate a painting more than a recreation of a scene. Because here's the thing. Yeah. We didn't have, we didn't have cameras. Movies. We didn't have, yeah, yeah. It's so like a painting old, was old, like, like Dutch, a picture. Dutch classics and that kind of yes. stuff was very much like taking a photo. So now art could be something completely different. Well, it could it, just be a way that humans perceive yeah, things. It needed different subject matter. Like yeah. it, you couldn't really impress anyone by just like going out and painting a pasture anymore, you know? Exactly it, right. It, it required like, yeah. So bringing, bringing all that back to... Again, Adam Curtis used this word in hypernormalization. I think it's brilliant because when they brought the quote-unquote avant-garde theater to politics, they were breaking the rules because politics as we always understood it and like the news as we always understood it always was telling you the truth. I mean, politicians like had to keep their promises or like they'd be like pitchforked out. Yeah, something would happen. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there and, used to be reactions to things. Right. Yeah. So they figured like, look, we're living in a technocratic society now. We have worldwide media. We can launch these mind wars and we can deconstruct politics as we know it. We can change all the fucking rules. And this was a snowball. Like I'm not pointing it's like to the new, they're like the new magicians almost, yes. you know. And like, this was a snowball over time that they started getting all these pinpoints and all these like ideas along the way of like, oh, how we can connect things and how the internet and how we can start using data and make better decisions and treating people as an enclosed system, yeah. right? And and I don't know, I think just the way politics has just been so deconstructed, it goes back to like we always talk about, man, like nothing works like it should. Right, yeah, and that's the, the sure. worst part of just dealing with this timeline right now is that we have these ideals of how things should work, and nothing works like that. And no, like, and reality does not abide. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you slice it. I mean, that's just that's the biggest point of all of all of it is just that like they really got us fucking good, man. Yeah, yeah. like they got us good. <laughs> Black pill. <laughs> no, I'm, and I'm always white pill. I'm always like team people, man. I'm always team people. But when it comes to the powers that be, man, like yeah, you're not breaking that. You can't, but you can't underestimate the lengths they'll go to to fuck with you. And yeah, and that's my the thing. I always have a hard time, like because you know, there's I, I, a lot of folks like it, it's. 
I have a hard time when I kind of get in my head and start thinking about these things a little too much, like get a little t- like consp- little more conspiratorial than I usually would. I've tried to kind of be better about it and kind of stop gap and check things before I really believe them, you know, you know? Yeah, and it's also good just for your mental health to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't go down like the full schizo like rabbit hole. And, and so it's, but it's really hard not to think like there is like, you know, it's really easy to take all these things have happened where you look at like Biden's family and like the shitty shit they've done and then like you look at what trump's family's done and like you know what his kid you know the shit that he's allegedly done etc or anybody's allegedly done and you want to you're like these people are like evil on some level but it's not even like but you almost can't attribute it to that it's just like they're just like looking out for number one and it's not a good thing you know what it's like that's what they're doing i i love that you just said that too because uh, going back to the Christian orthodoxy thing, one of the video clips I got today was a guy talking about the Lord's Prayer. And the original orthodoxy Lord's Prayer, it says, uh, or nowadays people say deliver us from evil, right? Uh-huh. But apparently the original orthodox version is deliver us from the evil one. Evil one. And it's so, it, and what he draws a connection to is that evil as an entity, like as a construct is just an absence of light. So these people we call evil, they've just turned their back on the light. There is a white pill out there. Sure. And, and these people have turned their back on it, right? And they're, they're not looking out for humanity. They're looking out for number one. And I think it's just interesting, again, that like that original orthodoxy is look out for the evil one. And they're talking about people that will do you wrong and people that will hurt you and people that are not living by, you know, in their words, Lead the you Lord's... astray. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the whole thing with, like, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not yes. want. He leads me to walk by green pastures, blah, blah, blah. And it's well, like the just... idea of being led astray. It's it's Well, not even that part. Even Well, you're correct on that, but also extending to your neighbors look at what jesus said about loving your neighbors and all this shit yeah. you know the people that profit off xenophobia and racism and all that bullshit yeah. like that doesn't help them so they're turning their backs on the light for their own benefit their own selfish gain yeah and it's fucked yeah yeah cunt's fucked yeah i don't know we got a few uh yeah we got some tabs up here what are you the crackhead guy <laughs> let's tab hop yeah you want to do the crackhead guy Please, because I feel like we got a little too deep in the woods there. You want to do the, cra- the crackhead guy? This first guy? I don't know. Click on it? No, that's the that's the fractals one, but that one's kind of cool, too. I, I, I just I found this thread of, a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's really funny. Like, So his, his profile picture is Hunter Biden smoking crack in a kente hat. Nice. As you can see. And his background is poppies, it looked like. But, uh, yeah, so this guy's clearly an avid drug user. I think these are real posts. Like, I don't think this is fake at all. 57,000 views. This guy is real, and he actually did. So he says, if you can wield the Aryan stone without being obliterated, rare, (laughs) you are ready to forge your looking glass, which is what he calls the pipes. Eyes emoji. So he calls his crack pipes looking glasses. He calls the crack pipes looking glasses. You'll see why, because if you look at them, they get very intricate designs on them as you smoke more. So what does he say? He says, you must figure this out on your own for each one is a unique creation by its servant. So he's very aware of the fact that if you start smoking crack, you're going to get addicted to it. But he's like posting a collection of crack pipes. Can I zoom in? I don't, I don't know. He does have some really close shots. If you go down the thread, there is some that's like closer shots. That's, it won't let you do a big zoom, unfortunate. 
But uh, go, go down into the threat a little bit. So he says, the glass is an incredible yet dangerous tool. It is used in conjunction with the stone and can show you many things. No one knows really how they work. The essence of the stone animates them. Many become entranced and die of starvation, staring into its seductive luster. So this guy is basically, he's a... He's a high-level crackhead. Yeah, he's he says, like, some people get this, lost in the sauce. Hey, but bro, this is an esoteric crackhead. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> he's like, you're not ready for this. Most people are not psychologically equipped <laughs> yeah. for crack. And the, he calls it the Aryan Stone <laughs> and his looking glass. Dude, this guy fucks. Yeah, he's going to Hyperborea. He's smoking okay. Aryan Stone and going to Hyperborea. Oh, dude. my God, this is sick. What does he say? He says, okay. once you become adept at meeting the glass's demands, it will allow you to influence the reality-shifting scenes it produces to keep you enthralled you must use earth air water and fire to shift its vapor resin waves and constantly feed it copious pearls of great price <laughs> I love, this dude is this like, reads this like most, an like, epic heady, this is the most heady crackhead usage i've ever seen <laughs> like the most heady, the most heady drug usage i've ever seen so again he's posting pictures of like the the that's like a fresh pipe he has barely he's he hasn't fed it enough yet He's not fed it enough. So basically, he's saying you can produce like crazy fractals, and you have to understand the fractals to see what the Aryan stone is telling you. Things. you. It's It'll going show to show you, you things. things. He, he's a he's a soothsayer, I believe, is what it is. So this is what happens after a while. Yeah, that's that's like a lot of resin on there, a lot of crack resin. So there you go. There's the close-ups. That's what I wanted you to see. Okay, hell yeah. So. I'll keep this thread perpetual in head picks as I have time. It's taken me months to complete a single tube before. Mistakes are heavily taxing. Enjoy the crack resin bending, a rare, perhaps unique skill. <laughs> Dude, this is insane. This shit this shit looks like the surface of like Jupiter. Yeah, you see it? You see the weird like patterns and stuff it makes though? I think that's if interesting. You, if I zoom in right here, I can definitely see some like Mandelbrot. Like there's definitely repeating things. Yeah. But here's also the thing. Okay. But just to say, we're not advocating for crack usage here. No, no, no. And actually, these images are kind of sick. Yeah. Look at that. But it's also it's the front. It's the front and the back. I'll make sure I post the crack thread to Patreon when we post on Friday. I'll make sure I get the crack thread up there for you guys. Okay, this is this wild. is the one. This is the craziest one I saw. Like it the, does. The, it the looks stuff like the surface of that a like crystallized plant. in there and stuff. Yeah. And so, what gets me about this though is that like crack is a crystalline structure. Like, yeah. I mean, on its base value. But I think what's interesting is like when he talks about like the patterns and it's the, the, basically, and this is what the smoke does. So I think what what smoke is fractals too. If you look at what I think, also what he's driving at though. Is that wait? Is that him currently hitting it? No, these are like resin. This is not. The, I mean, this is ones he's worked on. Basically, he's made. He made these. Look at those. Okay, so this is cool. Yeah, that's the craziest one I've seen. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of it just strikes me as like this would be like the natural way that it would form. Mm -hmm. And especially if he's doing like he's saying, if he's like fucking bending it, like he knows the temperature to heat it to so that it'll form, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's a crack bender. Well, that's he's Avatar, 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 the last crack bender. Exactly. (laughs) But I don't know, man, I think like given like heat pressure you know wind all the stuff it's like it's just a natural physical reaction that this crackhead has convinced himself that he's like bending the matrix it kind of rules though okay but i want to imagine this guy as like an old like amazonian grandmother like reading your coffee fucking stains you know what yeah I mean? she's got the tea leaves it's the tea leaves she's reading the bottom of your mug or she's reading chicken bones yeah he's just doing it with crack it's impressive that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, dude, some of these are weird. It's just interesting to me that it makes those marks. Like, because he's smoking it, that it makes the smoke, and then the smoke leaves those marks. Well, the smoke is just a, a, a you know, a vaporized version yeah. of the crack rock. It's translating its knowledge. So, yeah. You this guy's been to Hyperborea, okay? I'm trying to explain he's this seen away, the but now I'm convinced. He's I, seen the mammoths, dude. Know, he's like, been I, there. I, he's seen the pyramids. He's seen the megaliths. He's seen the mammoths. I, I can't explain this one away. I think yeah. this guy has. He's a crackbender, dude. Yeah. He's a fucking crackbender. Oh, look at that. The hand. Uh, no, I think it's just pictures weird. I thought his hand was like dirty as shit. <laughs> Interesting. What does it look like? Like a brain, like a neural pathway or something? I don't fucking. Know. I don't know. It's it's he's making something. He's on he's on to something. I think. I think I need to try crack. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just need to become a crack bender, dude. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so many posts are be women being like, my meth allows me to sit at a desk. Answering emails for eight hours straight, which would otherwise be intolerable, and this provokes no self-reflection. <laughs> true that. <laughs> Milfs gets out their Adderall. Why can't this guy bend his crack? Yeah, right? I'm obsessed with it. But So I also want to go back to, so who's this guy who's seeing fractals? Because they're probably correlated in some way. In some way, yeah. So let's click on him. This is a bodybuilder. So in 2002, Jason Paget, a bodybuilder, was brutally assaulted at a nightclub. Oh, I thought something just hit him in the head. Uh, after the incident, something remarkable happened to his brain. Paget suddenly developed a talent for abstract geometrical draughtmanship. Draftsmanship, maybe? It said draughtmanship. Drafts. That's how you Is that draft? Drafts. Is that yeah. how you say drafts like that? It's like a draft beer, drafting, like craw- like oh, drawing. Okay. Uh, so he, could, he probably he I drew all these, th- right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And so what can a story tell us about consciousness? Thread, all caps. So before Paget's injury, he had no interest or aptitude for geometry or mathematics. What was the cause of his sudden obsession with shapes? Doctors discovered that he sustained Bilateral damage? Bilateral damage to his brain, so it hit both it fucked up both hemispheres, I guess, of his brain. Yeah. And the injuries were more severe in his right hemisphere. So the damage done to his right hemisphere forced his left hemisphere into compensating by going into overdrive. So it made his left brain go crazy because his right one was fucked up. Yeah. Which is interesting. Which I think is like the analytical brain is that what yeah i think left is yeah. it's now it is left is analytical so that's your like problem solving like that's your that's your work brain but also like mathematics exactly geometry yeah, problem yeah. solving brain so his brain so that part of his brain tried to compensate for the 
pleasure center being fucked up, I guess. Yeah, his creativity was gone. Yeah. But. So everything in Paget's world, from trees to clouds to water, started to develop an explicit abstract structure. Living, embodied forms suddenly became something new and beautiful, but essentially numerical and inanimate, like an equation trans... Is that it? Trans- translating. Translating. Oh, like an equation translating. So he could see like, you know, the floating lady with the equations. Like yeah. he, got, he became that. Yeah, like he exactly. became that in real life. Like and started like just seeing shit. Like everything he'd look at would have this unique geometrical structure to it. Well, I think what that is, and and I kind of peered into this one time when I like I took a hefty dose to LSD, sat in my backyard and stared at the sky. And like all the clouds, they became repeating patterns. All of the 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 sky itself was like hexagonal. The mm-hmm. blues, like I could see a hexagonal fucking just you know, it's turtles all the way down, baby. And what's crazy is you know looking at these pictures, and I follow this guy uh, math letters. I want to get his book, but he does a good job of explaining how like equations, if you carry out a number function, you can like draw a fern. Or, like, if you do a number function, you can get, like, a crazy three-dimensional vortex pattern that looks like the way an atom moves. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, are we – this is why they're asking about consciousness is because, like, are we actually just, like, interpreting math around us, like equations? Yeah, and, like, Like, the way our body interfaces it is just, like, how how we witness physical reality, essentially. Yeah, and it's, like, we see it, we touch it, we interact with it, but, like, our consciousness, it's only existing in that mathematical state. And it's our senses telling us that these things are there, but what if they're just, you know, some weird fractal pattern or some shit? Exactly. Of pure math. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, I feel you. God, that's so sick. Um, In his book, he says, I thought there was more to the nature of the universe than equations. I thought perhaps the universe spoke in its own form of math, and that math was geometry, sacred geometry. Uh, Equations were symbolic, numbers were symbolic, but to me, geometry was real. I really like the way he put that. Because he could physically fucking see all of it. Yeah. Like, he could see something we... and people could say it's just a production of his delusion from his brain injury, but like he he could see it. It like whatever happened allowed him to actually be able to physically witness it. Yeah. And exactly. it, it, if the math, like if the geometry of it makes sense, like, and it's operating on the principles of math, like it has to be real on some level. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, like, like he's not like you could say he's just hallucinating because of his brain injury, but like yeah. there's something there, especially if you like start, if you took like if you take a principles of applied mathematics and actually put it to it, yes, and like it makes sense, wouldn't that kind of lend credence to the idea of it being real? Oh yeah, like in my, I mean, that's well, just kind of what I'm gathering here. You and know? this is a big question. God, I know I keep mentioning it, but me and Mushroom Man were talking. Yeah, need to get him on. He's been busy, but uh, we were talking about the idea of whether or not math actually exists outside of consciousness. And so I think geometry as an expression of math is a way to say, yes, it does. And, you know, I, I don't know. I believe that math does exist outside of consciousness because not like he said, numbers are symbolic, like the number one and the number two. Of course, that's a human construct. But oneness and nothingness, Mm -hmm. that binary, there's... Even if we're talking about the universe, there's either something or there's nothing. It's either 
something, which is one, there is a oneness existence, or nothing, which is zero, which is a concept, which is math, which is outside of consciousness. Right. So that's kind of how I rationalize it on like the most basic level of like, yeah, math exists because just the idea of a binary on and off like that, that is a construct that is beyond consciousness. Right. Um, it's just really crazy that like, yeah, like you said, this guy got hit and started being able to be like doing like fucking goodwill hunting shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, like floating equations. Matt Damon. What was it? Paget saw shapes and angles everywhere in nature from the geometry of a rainbow to the fractals and water spiraling down a drain. So Paget drew a picture of water spiraling down a drain entitled Black Hole. Showcasing the pattern of lines he saw overlaid on the water. Interesting. And I bet that's like a, a cymatic kind it of looks image. Like, it looks get. like a cymatic image. It looks like when you showed me like what the sand did. It, lo- it mm-hmm. looks like that. It kind of reminds me of that. And water behaves And the fact the that it has way. that square with all the points in the middle and then the things like acting off of it. Yeah, it's, it's it's and the fact that he just drew the fact alone that he drew that and it's symmetrical is insane on its own right. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, geometry like it is equations, so anyone can draw it if you know the numbers. And he clearly did. Anyone can draw. Yeah, he clearly it. Clearly, did. You have to unlock it, and that's actually something a lot of sacred geometry guys say. Um, they say to really understand it, you have to draw it yourself. Yeah, and then it, it starts to your body starts to you start to intuit like oh this corner and then I make a circle here and then this and then line goes, and you start to intuit and see it <laughs> yeah and then that's when like when you really understand it that's when you can project it. Interesting. So, uh, what can Paget's story tell us about consciousness? James saw the entire universe as a seamless flow. Its numbers and inter- its number. It's Num- members it's member interdigiate with interdigiate with their next neighbors in manifold. I can barely fucking my glasses are so scratched. I can't read it. <laughs> it manifold says, uh, directions. It's members interdigiate with their next neighbors in manifold directions, and there are no clean cuts between them anywhere. Matter and energy are connected at every level. Interesting. Matter and energy. That's what we talk. Yeah. The frequencies. Mm-hmm. Energy is an expression of math, and it, well, energy is how I think our consciousness can experience the equations, right? Like experience matter essentially. So, so here's how. Here's I, I don't mean to take away from the from the thread, but I do really like this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, matter and energy, and we're talking about consciousness and all that stuff. So, math is the fundamental. Math is the is the bottom Law of the pyramid. Of the universe, the fabric. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the next level on top of it of the pyramid is energy, or no? I think consciousness would mm-hmm. exist above math, right? So you have math, then consciousness as the next baseline, and energy kind of allows being, the two to interact. Well, energy is how we perceive. The math. So mm-hmm. if you see an equation, that's why energy is always a wave. Waves are functions. Mm-hmm. So you can describe a wave function with math. There's a way we can do that. That's how we get sine waves. That's how we get all these pictures and crazy mm-hmm. shit. So the energy is in the wave. That's the wave particle duality. That's how we know like en- matter is energy. So matter and energy are the same thing. Right. And it's just our brains interpret the energy as matter. It's like the math 
and the energy are the same thing. The energy is just an expression of the function. Uh. Energy is the expression of the wave function. And it happens in infinite amount of ways, an infinite amount of times. That's why he's talking about it's seamless. The universe, mm. there's no yeah, distinction. Yeah, the one it's, flow, it's just, it's just there's it's just a there. thing. It's, it's just there and things come out of it. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's where we get the idea of infinite realities and infinite things happening is that at any point, the math... If you have infinite numbers and infinite ways to express those numbers, you're going to get an infinite amount of living organisms that express themselves out of it and all these different lives and complex things. That's why you also have vast areas of the universe where it's like just dust and nothingness. There's probably light years worth of space where there's like literally nothing. You know what I mean? That's part of the infinity. Right. And it's like, how can there be nothing in something? Well, that's part of the infinity of just everything being here. That just, It is what it is. I heard it's one guy say that like, maybe the universe just is the default because we don't know any other, any other way. So it's like, we're trying to put all these things on like, where did it come from? But it's like, no, it's just like the default. It just is. Mm. There's no other way of putting it. It's because we, we just can't conceive it. Right. So that's why you get a lot of new age people talking about the frequencies because they're getting hip to and all this ancient knowledge too about sacred geometry with like Eastern religions and all this crazy shit. People are getting hip to the fact that maybe our reality really is just like math expressing itself and our consciousness is just able to observe it in an infinite amount of ways. Our single consciousness that we all share. Damn. <laughs> Let's see. What else does it say? The human organism is not a machine, but a stable metabolic flow of energy and matter. As the German poet Novalis observed, there is no doubt that our body is a molded river. Consciousness, as Williams James described it, is like a stream. Uh, so we're just going along with the thread here. What does he say? This is a William James quote. Consciousness does not appear to itself chopped up in bits. Such words as chain or train do not describe it fitly as it presents itself in the first instance. It is nothing jointed. It flows. A river or a stream are the metaphors by which it most naturally describes it. And talking of it hereafter, let us call it the stream of thought of consciousness or oh. subjective life. Source of the expression stream of consciousness. Interesting. Wow. Very enlightened quote from that guy. I have to assume that was like an 1800s and 1900s guy. Yeah, based on the <laughs> picture. Uh, let's see. It says, I'm trying to talk into the mic. Right, of course. <laughs> I got to rotate a little. Huh? Rotate that one. Now I feel like Jamie Vernon. We don't, we don't have, yeah, we don't do a, we haven't done a whole lot of like having to deal with media too much stuff, you know? No, <laughs> like, you're welcome. Guys. Yeah. yeah. We're, I'll, I might, I'll probably post this one to the Patreon too for anyone who gives a shit, but. So <clears throat> going on with the thread, just as the banks of a river constrain the flow of water and are integral to it being a river, all experience comes to us through the brain and is therefore constrained and shaped by it. It is like air passing through vocal cords giving rise to your personal voice. Cool. So that's kind of a weird metaphor there at the end, but yeah. it, it's not even that we're vessels. It's like he's saying we're like bumpers. Like if you're looking at like a bowling alley, like we're kind of the bumpers through which the consciousness can just keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a pure flow through us. We're yeah. keeping it on track and outside of <clears throat> us is the expression of all these equations and mm -hmm. geometry. Paget's injury might lead one to believe that the brain is a 
is the seat of consciousness since his damaged right hemisphere changed his behavior. But what if there's another explanation? What if the brain or matter limits consciousness instead of producing it? Oh. Yeah. Friedrich Schiller once said that if something happens to a person's brain, the man after a time more or less recovers the faculties of the injury to his brain it had deprived him and that not in consequence of a renewal of the injured part, but in consequence of the inhibited functions being performed by the vicarious action of other parts, the easiest explanation certainly is that after a time consciousness constitutes the remaining parts into a mechanism capable of acting as a substitute for the lost parts. All right. I'm not going to lie. That was kind of fucking gay. That was weird. <laughs> I don't know. I re- Hold on. I got to read that again. The man after time more or less recovered the faculties of his brain. So he's saying this guy got better. Yeah. Some guy, are you saying that like a man, someone who had a brain injury got better? Because I don't think he's talking specifically about him. Yeah. It's just like some doctor that like studied the human brain, I guess, and said something like that. That's crazy. Still, I mean, yeah, it's... it's Some scientific findings confirm the further hypothesis of the brain or the filter hypothesis of the brain. That it's like letting us only understand certain things. It's only letting us see certain things. Mm -hmm. It's like the brain is like it has a large amount of potential, but it's like behind a paywall almost. Of so, getting a brain injury. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of cool that we're like, you know, two-sided brains because it allows us to be creative and feel things sure. as well as be analytical. Because I think like the the left side would be like our lizard brain. You know right. what I mean? Well, the lizard brain is specifically the back end. You're right. It's true, the stem. The back end. It's the stem. You know, it's the stem that controls all your motor functions. But then, okay, so I guess beyond that, that would be like our upper level decision making yeah, would be like, our left side and, and then the right side is your expression. Well, I think the idea of the human brain is like uh, despite like situations where it's not balanced in some people, I think the idea is balance. Yeah. I think that's like evolutionarily the way it's made, mm-hmm. I have to assume is like to deal with balance. And you want both sides equally acting at yeah, all times. And, yeah. And, and, but this shows that if one, you know, the human brain is designed in such a way that there's like this whole other section of things that we're not perceiving. Mm-hmm. Or at least this guy's story lends credence to the idea that there's this whole other set of things that we cannot perceive. And we could tap into It's like maybe. the immutable world around us. Yeah. And we can't see that just because of the nature of our brains. Like mm-hmm. that one that it that the two sides work in concert. Yeah. You know? And so the idea being like if one manages to get like a foothold over the other, it can vastly deeply change your perception of reality. That's wild. Yeah. That's super insane. That's some very crazy stuff. I like that. Yeah. I like that shit. I thought you'd be very... In- I thought this one would... Uh, I have been sitting on it for like two weeks, but I thought this one would uh, pique your interest a little bit. Yeah, it's cool because... It, it's it, kind of like... It's it's an interesting kind of theory to entertain, you know? Yeah, and I don't even know if I necessarily have any like theories walking away from this, but, but it just goes to show that maybe there is like more out there than like people... I guess take for face value. Well, and it's like what our brains allowed us, like what the human brain and how it developed, like we're severely limited. What by it the wanted us to yeah. see, like what what our brain wants us to know and what is required of us, you know. Well, that's how like some animals can like see infrared. Some animals yeah. can do all kinds of things, you know. Uh, fish, their lateral line, they feel like electric senses. That's how mm-hmm. they all move as a school. Yeah, yeah. So their bodies and their consciousness, in a way, developed 
to react to certain stimuli yeah. and to sense certain things and also like perceive the world around them like to see an infrared that's or like, like a physical or just like simple vibrations yeah. or something like that yeah and that's like a physical limitation that we just don't have and, yeah. and we know there's more out there dude x-files i I, w- I don't need uh, to believe. Dude, yeah, I know. I'm always I'm Scully to the bone, baby. That's what I'm saying, brother. 